0: Welcome to Breaking Through Biz, the podcast where we talk about things that are keeping small business owners from getting traction and what they can do about it. I'm your host, Tabitha Sheever, and I have with us today my guest, Roger Billicky. Roger is the founder and partner of Unleash Insights, where he helps business leaders take the guesswork out of decision-making by using data to make more informed decisions that solve problems and unlock opportunities. Roger, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me, Tabitha.
0: Absolutely. I'm super excited because you know I do EOS and so um, one of the big pieces of EOS is that we create scorecards and I see owners all of the time that understand the value of scorecards yet don't utilize them typically because it's too hard to figure out the data find the data um, you know whatever those different reasons are what are you seeing in the marketplace and how are you helping these guys
1: well I think for the For the uh, most part, everybody, you have the data. you got using your company data. You you have it. Now it's trying to shape it into the right way. Mm -hmm. A couple key things I see is, first of all, less is more. Too often people try to do too much and just splatter all this information. It's more about shaping what you have into summaries and category information. At the end of the day, you need actual information. A other key part of that is benchmarks because... If you just throw a number out there with nothing to compare it to, it doesn't tell you anything. As an owner, what do you want to do? You want to know, are we doing better? Are we doing worse? You need to have benchmarks to compare it to, whether it's prior year or maybe compare stores. Uh, you need to have some kind of comparability to start asking questions. Well, why is this up or why is this down?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are there any particular um, benchmarking? Is it is that like a software, a solution? Is it just looking at your previous year? Because, um, you know, at the do you, you go get information from the industry? Like, how do you go about getting those benchmarks?
1: Uh, all of the above.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, there's a lot there. <laughs>
1: no, no. There, what it is, first of all, a lot of it starts as, hey, I like to do a lot of, you know, just year over year comparison, you could start looking at what is moving just for yourself from one year to the next is a great place to start. Okay, uh, The rest is there's a variety of segmentation. You know, it could be segmentation. You can grab market data. And how are you doing compared to the marketplace? Mm-hmm. Uh, it can compare the different markets you're in. You know, are you doing both, say, home? You know, are you both doing B2C and B2B? How are you doing in both of those? Mm-hmm. Are, uh, you know, I look in the marketing world, you know, I, I categorize it. I call it the core four segments being advertising but there's also how are you doing in customer referrals relationships and you know you can even do outbound cold calls we'll segment that and a key thing is segmenting to into no more than four to six categories if you got yeah. something you got a spreadsheet where you're comparing things and there's 15 to 20 categories too much you need to summarize it in in a more simplistic form.
0: And it needs to be data that's actionable. I see so many people who want to gather all these numbers, and my question is always, what are you going to do with those numbers?
1: Bingo. And that's the key. It's got to be actionable. And one of the keys I found there is it helps to make it into a relatable term. Uh, One of the things I learned, I worked 24 years at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, And really rarely did, especially the field operatives, rarely did they look at the raw financial numbers. Mm -hmm. Their main thing was a per unit analysis and it put everything on a per unit. So think about it. What's easier to understand? We need to make $25,000 profit this month or we need to sell 50 units at $500 per car. You know, something you -hmm. you put things in relatable terms or, hey, I need a thousand loyal customers at $100 per car. That's how we get to your number. And that way you can help see how that's growing because there's, there's really two components to grow. It's either volume, do more of what you're doing, mm-hmm. or be more productive with what you got. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of decide, am I trying to make more profit per unit I sell or can I just do more what I'm doing and I'm yeah. doing well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when I believe, I firmly believe that when a leader has a scorecard or a dashboard of, of sorts that they can see, it helps them with delegation. It helps them feel comfortable letting go of the vine. Um, what kind of challenges are you seeing with leaders getting their scorecards put in place? What kind of things are you usually having to help? Well, probably the with?
1: biggest problem is the silos. Everybody's looking at information in one piece. They are just looking at retention. They are just looking at marketing alone. They are just looking at gross margin alone, or mm-hmm. they're just looking at their people counts alone. It's critical to connect all pieces of the business together in your scorecard because the best stores have all those aligned and rowing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to use as an example, a good one where I had a client at the beginning of the year, they were struggling and mostly related to COVID. And he said, Hey, the good news is our, our percent gross margins way up. And right away I go, Are you sure that's good news? (laughs) And he's like, I think so. I'm like, well, I might just prove you wrong. And I did because I showed him that as they rose gross margin, when then we looked at team utilization fell down to the roof and their actual overall profitability went down because margin went up. I always talk about how a lot of things, you got to look at these things together. And I always caution people in the market. i got several clients going through this right now where I caution them that raising margin may not be the answer because you could lose clientele. You may not be utilizing all of your team and your resources. What really matters is your yield mm-hmm. that you might be better off. You know, you know, we did it at Enterprise. We'd have it that some of the best operating groups were those that had lower margin, but that's because they flipped their inventory at 100, 120 mm-hmm. percent. Or the ones with high margin, maybe they only had a 70 percent inventory turn. Yeah. So you got to balance all parts of the business together. Yeah. And and see the things together.
0: What's the one like biggest frustration you have when you're working with clients that you like wish business owners knew when they were dealing with their data?
1: Uh, you know, I think it's all doable. It's you can do it. I think the biggest thing is you got to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, what am I trying to learn from this? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ones I'm really seeing is I think too often we just look at the financial numbers that we need to put the kind of the operating numbers in there so hey your people counts and kind of get a productivity mm-hmm. per person yeah. kind of divining you know not all customers are equal one of the big key things that you know i've been helping people out with is the old you know 2080 rule a lot of you know 20% of your customers often generate 80% of the revenue yes so breaking that down that we don't you know everybody's not equal that How well are you truly doing on some of your loyal customers? And that's the thing I get back to is, I, you know, we just look at a number. And Mm -hmm. as you said, you know, know, there's got to be actionable. And to be actionable, you need all these pieces to kind of come together. And I think the overarching thing is, to me, you should be able to manage the business from the one page summary. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's always more information if you need it. Yep. But I just had a thing with a, the with a client and we kind of went through their scorecard, which had the outcome and here's how your loyal clients. And then it had a customer care piece. It had a marketing piece. It had a people piece an operational piece. And I go, hey, look at marketing's up 40% over last year. Do you need to know anything else? And they're like, no, mm-hmm. pat them on the back. You're done. What other report you need to look at as a yeah. leader of the company? Hey, customer care, we're kind of stagnant. Now let's go dig into that and learn more. And with that, you don't need any new metrics. You need what you spoke about earlier: is hey, you need segments. Break it down. To drill down. Yeah, into drill down. Now we drill down into it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. um, So in EOS, we teach that if you're gone for a month and you're sitting on a beach and your cabana boy or your cabana girl was bringing you a piece of paper to tell you the health of the organization, what numbers would be on that piece of paper? And so that's how how we go about getting the leaders to really think about what is the most important data that they need to be looking at. And it's really interesting because on occasion, quite frequently actually, um, I'll get owners that'll say things like, I need to know the number of website hits. I need to know, uh, you know, the number of conversions of leads, you know, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, no, you need to know the outcome of those. So I think that that's a good point there.
1: Yeah, I think just as a high level, I just, you know, what I would be that owner on the beach, what I'd want to know is first the outcome KPI is, well, how many loyal customers do I have? And is it going up or down? Mm -hmm. And then what's that dollar value of those? And then, what are the, you no, know, go through the, what I call the four key inputs of the business. How's my retention on loyal customers? Just mm-hmm. that it lets me know customer care. Marketing, you mentioned website traffic, leads. Mm-hmm. I don't, what do we care about that? We care about new loyal customers. That's the goal. Yeah. So that's all you need to see.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, people, are we from a people perspective? How many we get? How productive are we out of people? That's where people miss the part a lot. Yeah. And then, just from operationally, is looking at that yield and that balance of margin utilization. That'll tell you the story of how you're doing in the business. And then you can discern. Based on that, which one do I want to drill down and get more information? That's good
0: stuff. Um, so in EOS, we have everybody look at their scorecard weekly, but I know that that can be a little laborious for people. So talk to mm-hmm. me about some of the tools and the technology that you can leverage to make um, you know, gathering this data more real-time or easier to do.
1: Yeah, I personally leverage Power BI because it's kind of a, as I call it, it's a juiced up Excel okay. and provides good visualizations, easy to refresh and a business user can you can do it I, one key thing i think is i think you need to have a tool that someone on the business team can go in and make updates so that you're not bouncing back and forth with it and saying hey it i need this update and i need you know a new view something on the business side should be able to crank out and you know adjust make adjustments to what you're doing personally i'm not attached you know i use power bi i don't care what tool you use you know mm-hmm. the technology is just the, like you said, is make it more automated, you know, mm-hmm. as automated as possible. One thing I suggest owners is don't start with the technology. Mm-hmm. It's important first to do the study, and do studies to learn about your business, the, you know these various aspects, because you can start implementing from those studies and learning from that while we then go into the production. Because the other thing is, you know, sometimes you might your, your studies might evolve and you have to do more. Mm-hmm. Figure out what you really need first and then go produce it. Too many people will want to start, oh, we need to get this technology, and all they do is throw all this data in here and spit information all over. And once again, you're just, you got a spitfire of information that you're, taken from a fire hose and you really don't need it all.
0: Yeah, and it's really about the level of maturity that the organization is at in their in their data strategy, right? right. And so talk to me about kind of what some of those tiers are. So, you know, if you're a startup and you're just getting started and you don't really know what the numbers are that you should be collecting, mm. it's maybe like using an Excel and yeah. then like how do you kind of how do you mature? How do you grow? Um, you know, as you kind of get bigger. Yeah, I think,
1: yeah, that's a great point. You start in Excel. I mean, that's where mm-hmm. start there. Excel is a pretty powerful tool that you get a lot done in it. And I actually have a client just recently that you think I created this thing in some fancy technology. It was easier just to do in Excel. Mm-hmm. And I just created, we built this tool for them as an inventory tool and we just built it for them in Excel because the other tools were just too convoluted. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pretty easy to refresh that. We have it set up in Excel that, hey, we export some data from a couple systems, plop it in Excel, and just refresh some pivot tables, and boom, their tool is, is the numbers. That was just the quickest way to do it. Yeah, That's perfectly fine. The important thing is first taking the steps of Getting that actual data and, you know, it could be on the back of a napkin if you have to. I and mean, if you just, you know, first thing is grab some of your current reports and say, well, this should look like this and start on a napkin or whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Then almost then, oh, okay, now let's transition into Excel So how we want to look at it ongoing. And you mentioned the point, I start, you no know, more monthly. I don't even really worry about weekly and daily right away until mm-hmm. we need it. Yeah. Because my view is first think about the strategic part of it first. And that's you just need that stuff monthly because mm-hmm. once a month you take a good look and what action are we going to take? next month now certainly there's some things that you'll want to start getting more but for the most part strategically you you mostly only need the stuff once a month yeah we're in
0: eos we're using it to hold people accountable Mm -hmm. so i need it weekly in order to but but it definitely starts with knowing what those big numbers are at the high level beginning
1: yeah i think that's the to me what the scorecards and that help is really two things on the front end is setting expectations Mm -hmm. and on the back end is holding accountable Uh, and i just had a recent client we talked about looked at their team productivity and we're, you know, I was talking to the owner and I go, hey, so when operations wants to add another employee, what are you going to say now? And it's mm-hmm. like, we'd be happy to get you another employee, but your productivity is not up to the mark we agreed upon. Yeah. Get that productivity up to that mark and I'll happily sign off on that new hire request.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that you have helped some of the clients that I work with um, in the marketing space. Um, I think you have talked about productivity and being able to help with some, like, resource utilization kind of numbers. Uh, we've had conversations that you help folks find a specific location. So, like, let's say they mm-hmm. want to see where they should put their store, and so they're looking at, you know, the demographics and and of the geography. Um, what are some other things that you do that you really specialize in that maybe owners are struggling with or challenged with that they just don't even know that there's somebody like you out there that can help them.
1: Yeah, I'd say there's four overarching areas that I kind of really get into is one is you mentioned the location planning. Mm -hmm. And my belief is, well, really a a store location is one of two reasons for not performing well. Either you put the location in a bad spot or you maybe don't have the right leader in place or haven't coached that leader up. Okay. So that's why it's important on the front end is Make sure you find the right spots mm-hmm. and you can use data to help you find the most optimal spots. And I've, I feel that when, before you go into a market or expand in a market, you should know about the number and about the general placement of all your stores. Mm-hmm. So that's one is location planning. Yeah. Two is a big thing today is people. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs people. The labor market has definitely had an evolution over the last 20, 40 years. So I help with do a lot of people studies where, hey, learn from your past is, hey, you can do a study on your team's history and find where you know where have you had some retention issues Mm -hmm. and at the same time it also uncover some hiring opportunities where you maybe not have realized until you looked at the data that there's some certain segments maybe it's by you know certain cultures or age groups that you know surprisingly might help you out Mm -hmm. uh marketing uh where we just help you know use the data to help at the end of the day it's not about website traffic it's not about leads it's about roi a piece that many people miss is how much revenue did this generate, and how much did it cost it to, to bring mm-hmm. that into to the uh, I just like team. to
0: look at the revenue it generated. I know I know <laughs> I don't want to look at how much it costs. <laughs> my, one of my big things on productivity is that well, that's
1: one of the big challenges is too often people look at only the numerator. Yeah, people need to put the denominator in look at the opportunity. I've gone to clients and said, you know they say, oh, my best store is, you know, store a, and I'd be, well, once I put in the denominator, they're actually only very average. Their market share is yeah. is average. Yeah. So, And the last piece is the leadership scorecards is how do we pull all the pieces of the business so the leaders can get the biggest data? That's really the hot item right now. As one CEO put it to me, he's like, I'm tired of getting 100 reports and none of them tell me how to grow revenue and profitability.
0: Mm, absolutely. Well, I when I met you and I f- knew that you found out that you had this skill set, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a blessing because I have so many clients that do struggle with this. And um, so if you're a business owner out there and you need help with this, how could people get a hold of you? Uh,
1: you can check out my website it is uh, UnleashInsight.com or feel free to email me at Roger, RogerB, R-O-G-E-R-B at UnleashInsight.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. And next time uh, we'll be having Joy Lynn Wagner, entrepreneur mom and CEO of CM Products Company, come and share with us how she is providing opportunities for special needs employees, which is in turn helping her with some of her great resignation challenges. Roger, it was lovely having you. I'm just absolutely um, so honored and blessed that you came, you spent your time, you shared your knowledge. Any final last parting words that you want anyone to know? No,
1: thank you so much for having me and I much appreciate it.
0: This has been Breaking Through Biz with Tabitha Sheever, and I just want to give a thank you to Family Vision Media and Dave Powell for helping us to produce this podcast. Plus Delta is committed to helping your small business get your operations in order and to drive positive change. To learn more about Plus Delta services or EOS, go to plusdelta.com. Until next time, happy changing, everyone.